What a wonderful day for a podcast. So it's been like three years. Um, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Long time no see. Um, I I know it's been a while. I, I, I said I was going to keep up with this, but unfortunately life got in the way and said, no, you're not. So um, yeah, I found a little bit of time now though. Um, so hopefully I can start doing more of these. This, this podcast is probably going to start transitioning though. Um, I mean, we're still going to do, of course, the normal horror stories and stuff, but I'm going to definitely have a co-host, um, at some point once we can figure that out. Cause my co-host currently lives in Conroe <laughs> and I live in East Houston. So that's pretty long drive and a pretty big distance. Um, but we're going to start having a co-host and also we're going to be, you know, working on some projects outside of this podcast, but this podcast is going to be a companion to those projects. I can't really say too much else, but it's exciting stuff and we're going to start using this again so that maybe, you know, you, you don't forget about it because I sure did. <laughs> but today's episode um, is one that I, I I really loved hearing growing up, mainly because of the fun little kicker of end, I guess, for the story. I don't know. Um, it's not a fun story in any way, shape, or form. It's actually kind of kind of sad. It's really sad. Are you kidding me? It's it, 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 this is gonna be a trigger warning, real quick. It has to do with children and religious figures dying. Okay, and it also has to do with a hurricane. So if you are triggered by any of those types of things, please do not listen to this episode. Um, but if you're not, hey, guess what? You're going to hear it today. Um, so the thing that I'm talking about today, I'm going to give you some hints. I'm sure the Texas people will get this real quick because I think we've all heard this. Um, it's in Galveston. And the site where it happened, there's a Walmart now. <laughs> that was a giveaway. Uh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> as all the Texans already know, it is about the orphanage, the Sisters of Charity or- Orphanage in Galveston that, um, unfortunately was hit by the, uh, great storm in 1900. It's not that great of a storm. It killed a lot of people and basically, like, mowed down Galveston, but, you know, I guess great can also mean big and stuff, so that, that I guess it does work. Either way, it fucking sucked. And a bunch of people died. So, um, terrible time for Galveston. Um, but this particular story is one that I grew up hearing about the orphanage. Um, and the nuns and stuff. It, it, you will wonder why they did what they did, but you also got to keep in mind this is in the 1900s. We do not have the information that we have today about storms and how to handle them, Okay. So just just keep that in mind for this story cuz in modern day we know it's it's it dumb dumb shit that they did but they did what they thought was right in the moment for the time okay um anyways I I'm actually going to be reading basically right off of the website uh if you if you want to check it out there's a website called the 19 19- <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't read. 1900storm.com. And it's all about everything that happened during that storm. And um, this story is particularly on there. I will link it in the bio. Um, 
of the YouTube video, of course, because I don't think if there is a way to link it in podcast, I haven't figured it out. So it's a, it's a pretty unfortunate thing. On September 8th, 1900, the Great Storm uh, blowed through Galveston. Uh, more than 6,000 men, women, and children lost their lives, and among the dead were 10 sisters and 90 children from St. Mary's Orphan's Asylum. So these uh, the sisters were actually called to Galveston in 1866 to care for like sick people and stuff like that. Um, and it's because Galveston at the time was a major port of entry for Texas. Uh, so people coming in through Galveston, you know, shipments and everything would come through Galveston, right? Um, and a lot of people would be sick or injured or something, so they needed more help. And so they brought these sisters to come help, right? Um, they also uh, were caring for orphaned children uh, who have lost parents through the yellow fever epidemics and stuff like that. So very good people with good hearts, right? Um at first, the orphanage was opened within, like, the hospital, but they later moved it three miles west of the beachfront property on the former estate of uh, Captain Green, and this seemed ideal because uh, it was far from town and it was far from the threat of the yellow fever. When Galveston entered the new millennium, it was one of the wealthiest cities per capita in the United States and one of the largest in the state. It was a prosperous community, bustling port, a population of 36,000, and it was poised for greatness, honestly. Um, And then when September 8 rolled around, uh, the same proximity to the sea that had made the community grow and prosper uh, ended up being the downfall. On September 8th, it became the victim of a powerful hurricane. Uh, with such destructive force that whole blocks of homes were completely swept away and one-sixth of the population was killed. So pretty early in the morning, of course, the winds and stuff were kicking up and the waves were crazy, right? Um, But there was a sister, Elizabeth Ryan, who was one of ten sisters at St. Mary's Orphanage, had come into the town that morning to collect food. And despite Mother Gabriel who was the assistant superior at St. Mary's Infirmary, uh, despite her, you know, like, pleading and uh, asking her, please stay at the hospital until the storm passes, uh, Sister Elizabeth said, no, I have to return back to the orphanage. And her reason for this was if she did not return, then the kids wouldn't have supper. Um, And she basically, you know, just wanted to care for the kids, you know? Like, they need their food, so I'm going to go back. Which... It says a lot about her character, and I really think that's admirable. Um, because it, it was, at, in the morning, you could tell it was going to be a pretty bad storm. They had no clue of how bad it was going to be, though. But it was, like, a pretty bad storm. Um, but she just was, like, willing to face it and go help these kids, right? Well, by the afternoon, um, the floodwater from the sea started crashing into residential areas. Um and for those that don't know, um, because of this storm, Galveston, basically the whole city is up on a big old slab of concrete. Um, so the Galveston that you see now is not the Galveston that it was back in the day. It was much lower and it, the waves would get to land quicker. Um, so it was definitely 
it was it was kicking up way quicker than it would now. You know, uh, now we're like, oh, you know, you can surf for the first two hours that the storm is like rolling in, and then you know, then you can evacuate, right? Like we're like that, but like back in the day, it was basically like, oh, storms rolling, and uh, I'm fucking screwed, you know? Yeah, and according to like one of the boys at the orphanage, the rising tides began eroding the sand dunes as if they were made of flour. So if that gives you any idea, like if you ever seen a sand dune, those mothers are big, right? And the waves were just crashing into them and knocking them over as if they were like just a powder, you know. So um, it, it it was very strong, and everybody could see that it was it was picking up and getting bad, especially by the afternoon. And because they saw how bad it was getting, the sisters of the orphanage brought all the kids into the girls' dormitory. Because it was the newer and stronger uh, of the two dormitories. And uh, in the first floor of the chapel, they tried calming the kids by having them sing Queen of the Waves. Um, and the water just continued to rise despite their efforts to try to calm the kids. Once they saw that these waves were not, like, the water was not going to start going down. And it was just getting higher and higher. They decided to take the kids to the second floor of the dormitory. Um... And one of the sisters um, had uh, Henry Esquire, who was just a worker at the building. Um, they had him collect a clothesline rope, and they continued having the kids sing the song Queen of the Waves and stuff like that. Um, and one of the boys later said that the kids were very frightened, but the sisters seemed very brave. Um, they kept calm for the kids, and they tried to make sure that the kids felt safe. Um, and even though the kids were still scared, you know, I'm sure it helped looking and seeing, like, the adults didn't seem scared, you know? Like, I know that whenever I was younger, that was always a thing that, like, if I was scared, I would look at my parents, and if they were fine, I would be like, okay, well, they're not scared, so I don't need to be, you know? Um, so I'm sure that helped them. By 6 p.m., though, the wind gust was past 100 miles per hour, and the waters of the Gulf and Bay had met, uh, so they completely flooded the city. Um, residents climbed to second stories, attics, and even roofs of their home, and flying debris stuck many who dared to venture outside of their homes. Um, so it was it was rough. And by 7.30, the main tidal surge struck the South Shore. Um, houses along the beachfront were lifted from their foundations and sent like battering rams into other houses. So it was just like this domino effect of they get lifted up, they get pushed back into the other homes, lifted up, pushed back. And so it just became like this wall of destruction that was happening. And I don't know if if you've ever been in a hurricane situation. And like I know Harvey was the last one that Houston, Galveston area kind of had that was like really bad. Um, the The water is bad right like that's that's a bad part but it's all the debris and stuff that gets into the water and starts moving around and getting thrown around and you know stuff flying off like I remember um at some point like the winds got so bad that and this wasn't for Harvey but it was for another hurricane where um there was a transformer up on a pole right and it literally it was so bad that it like knocked that transformer off of the pole and it landed right on my neighbor's roof right and damaged their roof terribly like their home was damaged 
and they had to end up like they were working on it for a bit but they just ended up giving up the property because it was so bad i mean these storms that we get down here even like the tiny ones like i remember like rita wasn't super bad for houston but it still was pretty bad like we we get hit in the gulf um pretty bad i wouldn't say as bad as louisiana um those poor people have like a target on them when it comes to hurricanes but um it, it's bad here in the gulf um and it, it's scary so hearing that because if you've ever seen beach houses in galveston it was like this back then too they they're huge things they're like three stories and they're up really high and they're just they're beautiful but thinking about those houses getting lifted out from the ground and moving towards the city it's a frightening thought like that can easily tear down everything and it ended up doing that in this instance but it just I don't know thinking about it as somebody who lives in Houston it's like it's scary dude like I don't know how to explain it other than it's scary and I can't imagine what these poor kids were you know I can't imagine what these poor kids were thinking or whatever because especially knowing where the location is if you ever go to the Walmart where uh they built a Walmart on this area right if you go to that area it's close by the shore right so you'll see just like the distance that the kids saw like and the destruction that was happening and stuff like it's like they could see all that happening and they're so close there's no way to evacuate at that point so it's basically just you know what's gonna happen you know and that's terrifying i cannot imagine being in their position no i do have to say these people are so thoughtful in this time um at the infirmary uh infirmary that was a bit further away they i mean they still saw people like floating on by and stuff and so they would uh take them in and you know um kind of try to help them out a bit um and even like i'm sure the orphanage was doing that too but you know they're just still trying to help everybody that they can even if it's not super safe to do so and i think that shows these people were very brave and kind-hearted uh, in that sense you know but back at the infirmary um water filled the first floor uh, and from the second balcony they were of course pulling up refuge refugees and stuff and um the hospital was crowded like crazy but they were still bringing people in because it's safer to be in a building than out there right um and at this point all the windows were broken you know um just from the winds blowing them in you know and stuff so it was just like it, it had to be terrifying and then back at the orphanage um the children and sisters heard the crash of the boys' dormitory as it collapsed, which has to be a terrifying thing because you're in the next dormitory. And even though it's a new one and it's more strong built, right, it's just like, that one collapsed, are we next, you know? Um, and that's just terrifying. And knowing, it's seen probably, that that 
dormitory was being carried away by floodwaters. It's like crazy. I don't know. Now, in this moment, the sisters made a decision to cut the clothesline rope into sections and they uh, tied it to the kids um, and basically tied, you know, the kids to them, right? Uh, so that I think the idea was if, you know, if one gets swept away, I guess we can all help. Like, I guess they had that type of thought, you know, or, you know, this way we don't lose any kids or whatever, but each nun had, uh, like, six to eight kids tied to them, um, which, you know, in, in their panic state, you know, and not quite knowing what was going to happen, I, I think that even though, in hindsight, we know it's a dumb idea, right? Tying each other to each other. You know, if one gets swept away, you're all going to get swept away, right? We know that now, but I think if you're panicked and you haven't been through this kind of storm and you don't know what else to do and your only thought is to protect the kids, I think that even though it seems silly, it, it probably was, I mean, they were panicked. You know, it's what they came up with. Some of the older kids, though, climbed up to the roof of the orphanage. Um, and eventually the dormitory building that they were in um, lifted from its foundation. The bottom of the dormitory fell out, and the roof came crashing down, trapping everybody that was inside. Um, and all the kids, of course, that were on the roof plummeted down. Um, some of them were able to stay on the roofs, but I'm sure a few of them were. Um, and unfortunately that day, only three of the boys from the orphanage survived. Um, they all somehow miraculously ended up together in a tree in the water. Um, and they floated around for like a day. And they were eventually able to make their way into town where they told the rest of the sisters what happened at the orphanage. Um, there's a lot of stuff in this, in this post about stuff the boys were saying and stuff, and it's, a lot of it's hard to read. A lot of it is hard to read, so I'm going to leave out quite a bit of the details of this part, but the... I don't know. It it just it's heartbreaking because these sisters did everything that they could and really wanted to keep these children safe. Like I know even one of the nuns were found um still clutching two of the kids um trying to keep them safe, you know, when she was found. And it just it's heartbreaking cuz this storm ravaged Galveston um I think altogether it was over 3,000 homes that were just completely destroyed um the winds reached up to 150 miles per hour maybe even 200 um the tidal surge was about 15 to 20 feet it was a hell of a storm 
and it just it, it tore this place apart um but with that being said um that's the reason why a lot of people say that Galveston is just like haunted it's haunted no matter where you go is because mainly like when you think about it this storm by itself killed off again one-sixth of the population right so so many people lost their lives just in this one event alone and it definitely was something if people do come back you know once they pass I think that the pain and the fear and stuff that people were feeling is definitely a motivator for them to come back, you know, in the afterlife. Um, So I I definitely, whenever I go to Galveston, if we're like, if me and my friends decide to ghost hunt or whatever, we are so respectful because the way that these people lost their lives is just it's heartbreaking, you know, um, and I think that's why I definitely lean towards Galveston being one of the more haunted places in Texas, I mean, there's tons of great contenders, but Galveston has seen the destruction from, like, every hurricane, right, and so many people have passed away in Galveston because of these storms, so I don't know, it's just insane. And this one, this was, whew, reading this, reading this, <laughs> listen, I had to stop my recording several times because I was about to cry. I am sensitive. <laughs> but it, this story is, it's rough. And that's why, like, at the beginning, I was like, a, a trigger warning for sure for this one because this is. Like, I didn't even read half of the things that people were saying after, you know. Because, of course, I I told you, you know, the the amount of people that passed away in this storm, right? Um, I feel like that's enough to let you know that, you know, they had to go through efforts to find people in the wreckage and stuff, right? So I'm not going to read all that stuff because that's a little... This is already a heavy episode, right? So I don't want to I don't want to do that and make it more heavy cuz we will all start crying if I do. But it's, you know, it's definitely something that I feel like a lot of people that aren't from Texas haven't heard about or like, you know, they kind of make jokes about it, like, oh, you have a haunted Walmart, blah, blah, blah. And I think it, like, it's funny to say, you know, there's a haunted Walmart or like, oh my God, people died and you built a Walmart on top, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's, it's funny. Like, don't get me wrong. I've laughed about it a few times, but I think it's also important to, I don't know, remember that people did die and it, it it needs to be treated with respect. Like I hate there I've seen YouTubers that have gone into that Walmart and treated it like it was a joke, you know. And we're like, oh, look at the haunted Walmart. Like it's like, dude, people died. Can you can you chill out on that? Like I'm a YouTuber thing, right? Like 
like it would be cooler if like people did like a history lesson on it and like respectfully ghost hunt like i don't mind if you ghost hunt but don't be a disrespectful little twat right um but this i mean god this was a heavy episode <laughs> i don't even know how to end this right like it's just like oh, this is this is a rough one oh I mean, I'll definitely try to pick something a little more fun next time. This, <laughs> this is a little rough, but I I still enjoyed telling you guys the story about this. And hopefully, if you hadn't heard of it, you now know. And maybe go look up the the article. I do have to say, if you do, just be prepared. They have like descriptions and like words from actual survivors of what they saw, especially when finding people. So it, it's heart-wrenching. So if you do look that up, um, just just have a little bit of caution or have a glass of whiskey by your side for afterwards, you know, whatever you prefer. But um, yeah, this was a very, I want to say fun, but it was a, I want to say entertaining. It was an episode. This was an episode. Um and I'm happy to be back, maybe not on such a somber note, but I am happy to be back. And I'm excited for the future of stuff that I'm working on. And I can't wait to show you guys, because if you like horror, you're going to like what I'm going to be doing. So, I will, you know, talk to you next time. I'll try, I'll come with the, the more uplifting or um, just scary and not sad, you know, content. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I will see you next time. Bye.